Hello out there on the internet, I am Matthew Galt, this is Cyber. Apps have made our life so convenient, haven't they? With the push of a button, you can order Postmates, book an Airbnb, or even call an Uber. But what happens when the apps stop taking your calls? What happens when they shut you out completely? In a bid to increase user safety, companies like Airbnb and Uber are turning to third parties to run background checks for them. A lot of it is automated, and the background checkers make a lot of mistakes. So, what happens if you've been a five-star guest on Airbnb for its entire existence, but a decades-old run-in with the cops suddenly makes you a pariah? Not much, it turns out, unless you have the ear of a national news team. With me today to talk about this is Motherboard Senior Editor Samantha Cole. She's written two pieces on the subject. The first we're going to get into is Banished for an Unleashed Dog, Airbnb Bans Bewilder Guests and Hosts. Sam, thank you so much for coming on to Cyber once again. Thank you for having me. All right, so let's start about talk with the. Yeah. Let's start by talking about this first story about Ashley. You co-wrote this one, right? Yeah, I co-wrote this with uh, Maxwell Strachan. He's also an editor of Motherboard. Okay, so who is Ashley, and what happened to her? Um, Ashley is a woman who, about ten years ago, was stopped by the cops after her dog got off leash um, where she lives, having your dog go off leash is against the law. So she got a fine for that when that happened. Um, And then recently this record that she didn't know she had, she thought it was just like a fine um, turned up in this background check report that Airbnb then used to kick her off the platform. And when that happens, is there any kind of, can she do anything? You're given the option to appeal the decision. So you can write to Airbnb and say, I don't think this is right. And usually they'll say, uh, well, you can bring it up with the background check company and then they can adjust it on their end. And then we'll do something about it on our end once they give us the all clear. But um, that's an extreme simplification of the process. And also a lot of it is just kind of, um, automated from support at Airbnb. It's rare that you're, you feel like you're actually talking to someone who understands what's going on. Um, and in her case, they uh, dragged her through this process and then um, told her that she wouldn't be able to get back on the platform. So however long ago she, her dog gets off, gets off leash is running around. Cops come over like, Hey, your dog's off leash. She signs something very quickly. She pays a fine. Turns out those were misdemeanors. And for whatever reason, uh, there's some algorithm or program somewhere in the background at air at this company that we're about to talk about that does business with Airbnb that says you can't, you can't use the service anymore. Yeah, exactly. Um, Okay. So, what let's talk about this company. It's called Inflection Risk Solutions, right? Yeah, yeah. Inflection is a background check company. Um, they were recently acquired by Checker, which is an even bigger background check company. But Inflection is specifically making these products that then um, work with like Airbnb or 
these other kind of, um, you know, startup gig economy type platforms where people are, you know, kind of the peer to peer type of model. Um, and then they provide background checks for those companies to then go back and see if their users are, you know, violating some major crimes or like, you know, what they're looking for is like murderers and rapists, really, in theory, if it's what, you know, Airbnb says, but obviously they're flagging much, much more minor, um, insignificant records up that turn into huge bans, getting people completely locked out of their accounts and stuff like that. Yeah, that's what inflection does. So this this program they have is called Sa- the Safe Decision API, right? Do we know anything kind of about how it works? Um, so from what I've heard from a few of the attorneys that are working on cases where people are bringing lawsuits against inflection, which we'll talk about in a minute, um, I, the impression that I'm getting, or at least the way that I understand it, is inflection is distilling information from another third party that is getting information ideally from the courts and from, you know, police records and right from the source, but sometimes not. It's unclear whether they are. It's kind of a game of telephone where um, people, people's records are just getting passed along through these different services that then end up finally in the hands of Airbnb or whatever the app may be. Yeah. It's it's funny because all this say I would assume the safe decision API is getting plugged into like local municipalities and like state governments those kinds of databases and there's a lot of places like down where I live in 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 the south where like records are pretty shoddy and maybe mm-hmm. the the small town you got a speeding ticket in uh, if you have to pay the fine you've got to like Venmo somebody <laughs> that has a Gmail account like that's not <laughs> unheard of and I doubt those people are keeping, you know, very great digitized records. Right. So it feels like this is all kind of a, a crapshoot, right? Whether yeah. the, the thing picks you up. Yeah, it's really a big problem having people's names mixed up in this process. That's a really big example of the way that this kind of goes awry. Um, yeah, even if you're getting it from the source, if these background check companies are getting it from the source, like you said, like the courts might not even have the information right. Um, so, you know, if you have a dropped middle initial, you could get your background information mixed in with four other people in your municipality. And then, you know, who knows what they did. So that's all kind of on your record too. So yeah, it's, um, it's a weird system that they've kind of turned into like this nesting doll of like, you know, what's, what's under this, what's under this, like what, where is the actual true record at the end of the line? And hopefully it's with the courts, but you know, that could even be wrong. So they're relying on users to go in and say, this isn't right. This isn't me. And then in a lot of cases, not correcting it. Well, yeah. And then it, can you explain is the, it, the, you detail like three or four different stories. Can you kind of walk me through the process of somebody gets dinged? They, they're, 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 if they get dinged by the system, they're immediately banned from Airbnb, right? Mm-hmm. We'll use Airbnb because that's the kind of the one you've written most about, but this also works for uh, like DraftKings, Uber, a couple other big sites use this as well. Yeah. So you're banned from Airbnb. All they've done is said like, hey, the email says something like, hey, you're you're banned because of a background check. It doesn't really go into any further information, right? Right. So Yeah, it doesn't really tell you anything about like what the record said. It tells you to go ask inflection. Right. That's <laughs> This is my favorite part is that they, they send you to inflection 
And then inflection says what? Um, inflection is supposed to give you access to that report that they have on you. And then you can go through it yourself and see if it is accurate. And then you can then dispute it with inflection and how it's supposed to work is then inflection corrects it or they go check their sources and they say, Oh, we make something up. Um, you know, we'll go ahead and fix it. And then, you know, problem solved, hopefully, ideally, uh, in a lot of the cases they don't apparently is what we're hearing from some of these lawsuits is they just are hearing that the information is wrong and then they don't do anything else about it. And in all of this process, you get what are, what sound like computer generated emails. We don't know that for a fact, but getting someone on the phone or being able to talk to a, a, a human being is incredibly hard in this process, right? You can't get anyone on the phone really to explain what's going on, correct? Yeah. Yeah. It's basically impossible to actually like talk to someone um, to that degree of like detail. Like you can talk to live support in some of these cases, but they'll send you to like a different department or they'll say, we'll follow up or whatever it is. Um, one of the emails that we, we saw Airbnb had sent to one of the users that they had banned, um, was a form letter because it had like, um, this is XXX from Airbnb. Like it, they left it in there and it's like, we already kind of had a hunch that these are all just copy based form letters, but you know, now we kind of can see that they are not, uh, personalizing these and they can't it's the platform is way too big it's that would be a problem of scale that they would need to figure out first which is a whole other issue with all platforms trying to moderate you know doing trust and safety um but yeah it's very very hard to actually talk to someone and you know a lot of the times um at least with everyone that we talk to for this story the only way that platforms will respond to real issues is when they are about to get bad press about it. So we sent all of these cases to Airbnb and said, what's going on with this person, this person, this person, this person. And I think almost all of them got reinstated immediately um, after Airbnb actually looked at them with the human eyes <laughs> um, so that we wouldn't, you know, write something bad about them. But funny, yeah, they realized their mistakes and we flagged it just because... Yeah, so this no. was – so Ashley had appealed her case, and then this was mm -hmm. sent to her on September 2nd. Hi, thank you for sharing your thoughts with us. Upholding the policies and standards that protect our community is very important to us. We've given your case and its details careful consideration, and we've we determined that it won't be possible to reactivate your account at this time. Again, uh, misdemeanor dog off leash. Uh, we understand that this might not be what you'd hoped for, but we came to this outcome because to save because of to safeguard the community and protect our policy. Uh, then y'all reach out, um, asking Airbnb what's going on, uh, and then she gets out of the blue an email on Thursday, September 29th. Uh, Hi, I'm Sybil with Airbnb. You know, actually naming the person that sent her the email. I was reaching out to let you know that we have reviewed your suspension appeal again, and upon further review, we've decided to immediately reinstate your account. You should now be able to log in and access your account as usual. We regret that this happened and appreciate your patience through this process. It's, and this is, this happened not just once, but almost every single case that you investigated, 
talking to the news was somehow the thing that finally got a human being to look over the cases, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that's an incredibly flawed way to run a platform. You can't, I mean, think of all the people that aren't actually don't have access to a reporter or aren't, you know, emailing us and saying, Hey, what's going on? Can you talk to Airbnb? And that's also not our jobs. Yeah. (laughs) You know, we're not moderators for Airbnb. It's not something that we can do all the time. Um, We're doing it in the context of uh, investigating this story, but it's not actually a workable system for reporters to be the ones to keep track of platforms messes. And to be clear, um, I do want to say here before we dive too much deep, more too much deeper into this is that these companies are trying to solve a very real problem that they have. Yeah. Right. Can we talk about like what, what kind of things are happening that, that it's not just like, you know, people are throwing giant parties at Airbnbs, right? There's other stuff going on. Yeah. Yeah. It was um, big in the news a couple of years ago um, where Airbnb was coming under fire because they were uh, fielding all of these sexual assault um, allegations against the company because someone had broken into their Airbnb or host wasn't who they said they were, or, you know, like a guest wasn't who they said they were. It was all just, um, really scary stories that like no one wants to let run rampant on the platform, obviously. Uh, so that's what they're kind of trying to, um, avoid, I guess, is, you know, if we can background check people and rely on criminal records, maybe that will prevent sexual assault, which is a flawed premise to begin with, to assume that someone who's going to attack someone in their Airbnb has done it before or has been brought to justice before. Like that's a really a bold assumption <laughs> that they would have a criminal record at all. Um, so yeah, it's the, the parties thing is a big thing that they've been trying to um, fix for a while is, you know, how can we prevent people who are maybe going to show up in an Airbnb and trash it from doing that before they do it instead of just damage controlling after the fact, which is, a bit of a crazy proposition to do also. But yeah, this is, there are real issues of, with people being, you know, attacked or assaulted at their Airbnb that Airbnb is trying to, I don't know, go about in a weird way, <laughs> in my opinion. Well, let's, all right, we're going to pause there for a break. Uh, cyber listener, ugh, I'm just not on my game today. All right, cyber listeners, we're going to pause there for a break. We'll be right back after this. 
why a company like Airbnb would do this. Well, I, uh, I think that the, the big flaw in a lot of these companies, Uber's another one of them is that they've automated a bunch of systems uh, that needed human hands involved um, and are now learning in fast forward all the lessons that a lot of these industries have, have learned over the past 100, 200 years, which is like there are ways to make anonymized, safe places for travelers to be. There are ways uh, to like have a taxi system in a city that everyone can use and feel reasonably safe about <laughs> Um, and when you take as many humans out of the equation as possible, yeah, you're going to make a lot of money, uh, but all that bad stuff is not going away. And in fact, will be much worse because there's nobody actually watching or responsible. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's a huge problem of moderation on any platform. Um, it's an issue that, you know, these, these platforms have gotten huge. They're, they're way too big for people to actually look at every single case every single customer support problem, but that's not the promise that they're making. You know, their, their terms of service say, this is the way you will be treated on this platform. These are the terms we're doing business. Um, they're not upholding their end of that promise is the problem. Right. And I also want to be clear that this is not something that's just happening to customers. Um, it's also affecting hosts in the case of Airbnb. Can you tell me about Steven? So Steven is a super host. Super hosts are hosts of Airbnb properties that have like a long track record of people being really happy, lots of really good reviews, uh, lots of stays over and over. Um, and Steven was banned from Airbnb recently uh, because of one of these background checks. And he had no idea what would be so severe as to kick him off this platform that he is like, actively like converting people to like he wants all his friends to get on airbnb and like rent out their properties and all this stuff um so it turned out that his record request turned up um a couple 10 year old incidents where one of them was a first offense dwi and there was another public intoxication charge and these happened when he was in his 20s he's now in his 40s uh or almost 40 um, and it has like a, a good job and, you know, a normal life is not like <laughs> a huge, like repeat offender, you know, out there publicly intoxicated every day or something. It's just, it's something that happened to him a long time ago, um, that still turned up in his report. And then there was another thing where he, he was missing a, a taillight in his car and he got pulled over for that. And that was on the report and all these things together caused Airbnb to ban him. Um, and he was like, this is my livelihood at this point like this is going to bankrupt me if i get kicked off of airbnb forever um you know he tried to reason with airbnb it's the the inflection background check was correct but it just wasn't huge deal stuff that would affect his ability to host today um so yeah we we reached out to airbnb and said what about this case this is another one this is another example that you've uh, kicked someone off that is a loyal user of the platform and you say you don't kick people off for minor offenses, but here's another one. Um, and they immediately reinstated his, um, which he was very excited about, but it's also just like, again, it's very depressing that there's so many others probably out there that don't have that luxury or that ability 
to, you know, have the, the press people of Airbnb, you know, on the line. Um, but yeah, that's, that's Stephen's case. Stephen's case is pretty wild. What about another good one is Bethany? Yeah, Bethany, Bethany Hallam. Um, she is a council person at large in Allegheny County, Pennsylvania. Um, she's very outspoken about this stuff. She had a misdemeanor possession charge and a DUI from nine years ago. Again, very like relatively minor stuff as it pertains to being able to stay in someone's house and be responsible about it. Like this is 10 years ago, um, misdemeanor charges. Um, and she got hit with a background check uh, and was banned from Airbnb and made a lot of noise about it on Twitter. And because she is like a public figure and has, you know, people who are following who were paying attention, uh, Airbnb took action at that point and unbanned her from the platform because she like, tweeted and complained about it and was like, this is wrong. <laughs> um, why are you doing this? Uh, so yeah, that was, that was her story. Um, yeah, they're all, they're all pretty similar cases, honestly. This is, it's all weirdly this extension of this criminal justice thing we do specifically in America where, um, once you've been kind of through into that system, it marks you, uh, depending on what state you're in, you know, if you're a felon, like you don't get to vote anymore, sometimes for the rest of your life, it can be very hard to get that right back. Um, and also when you're filling out an application for a job, uh, a lot of places ask if you have previous convictions, right? They, and you come up in background checks and it can be harder if you make one like simple, you know, simple mistakes, like the stuff we're talking about here. Uh, it can be hard to live the rest of your life. Yeah. It'd be more difficult. You've got more hoops to jump through forever. It's not like you do your time or pay your fine and get out. It's this is now a a, a mark in your mm -hmm. public record. And what we're doing with what companies like in uh, inflection seem to be doing is systematizing it <laughs> and growing it and attaching it to more things. Um, and the, you know, luckily all the people we've talked about today were able to get back onto the platforms. Like you said, not everyone can, and this stuff is kind of primed to affect the most vulnerable of us, right? Can you talk about that? Yeah, it is. It's such a huge problem with the entire justice system, if you really want to get macro about it. Um, you know, I mean, think about the people who are disproportionately targeted by the police or disproportionately fined or charged with misdemeanors. It's going to be people of color. Um, it's going to be in cities where it's mostly people of color. Like it's, it's really disproportionately affecting um, people in a very specific way. And then it does haunt you forever. Like it's, we're talking about not just like Airbnb, like being able to like stay in an Airbnb is probably seems minor to a lot of people, but I think it's just that that's the way they found out about this thing that they didn't even know was following them around. They had no idea that, anyone cared about this stuff today they like you said they paid the fine uh they might have done their time you know done whatever punishment it was that was meted out and then you move on with your life because you think okay that's how the system works um and it's really a continual process throughout the rest of your life with these background checks where you know we're talking about insurance um housing uh if anybody's ever like rented 
an apartment, they check your background, they check your credit, like they check criminal records. Um, Jobs definitely is a big one um, where a new employer might check your background before you can uh, start a new job or even like after the offer is made, they might check your background um, and then rescind it if they find something they don't like. Um, So it's not about like, can you pay rent on time and can you um, have like the qualifications to do this job? It's uh, what have you done in your entire life that might be bad, (laughs) bad enough to punish you again, which is just so unfair and crazy. Right. And it keeps it, it keep when people can't get involved in a legitimate system, it keeps pushing them to the margins and it just yeah. makes everything harder. Right. Yeah. Um, so people are there is people are pushing back about on this. There are lawsuits. You've got a new story that's out today that as we're talking, consumers get screwed. Airbnb and Uber's background check company keeps getting sued. So after you've written the initial story, you start seeing that there's a bunch of lawsuits against inflection. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We, we found almost 20 different lawsuits where people are suing inflection for the stuff that we were just talking about with Airbnb, but it was, you know, it was a much more broad case. A lot of them were because they found out through getting banned from something. Um, and then they went to inflection and said, Hey, this is wrong. Fix it. And then inflection didn't, which is, a violation of the law. Actually, there are laws against this. Um, the Fair Credit Reporting Act requires that these companies um, provide accurate information and they're obligated to investigate when they have a dispute against that information. Um, so that's what the lawsuits are bringing against inflection is, you know, are you even investigating? Are you looking into this? Um, because it seems like these things are just staying on the records that are patently wrong. Um, and then the company that owns Inflection Checker has hundreds of lawsuits against it because um, it's a much bigger company. But um, yeah, it's it was kind of crazy to see just like how much uh, these stories repeat over and over and how many of them are actually out there. And again, this is a tiny sliver of people who actually are experiencing this because who has like the time and money to sue a company like this? Like not a lot of people, probably not the people that are being affected the most. Um, Cause they're busy trying to get housing and jobs that they can't get because of the background. Check. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's what the, the second story that we did was about. It was specifically about uh, the lawsuits against these companies. All right. Let's do one more case study because I think it's this fascinating and horrifying. Uh, the guy that is in, is he in the Air Force? He's an Air Force vet that was booking his honeymoon. Do you know what I'm talking about? You're in the new story. Yeah. Yeah. In the first story. It's in the first story. Oh, in the first story. Yes. Yeah. He was banned for no reason. Like he doesn't, he was banned and then unbanned. <laughs> and it was like no explanation about why. Yeah, my my favorite bit is in the middle. He gets banned. Uh, he, yeah. he just booked. They'd spent like fifteen hundred dollars uh, in reservations mm-hmm. um, for various places. He gets banned. They don't. They return some of the money, and the rest they give back to him as an Airbnb credit. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. That he can't access. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has like no recourse to get a hold of. He can't you, and he's just like, can you just transfer the credit to another account? What's going on here? 
And then they unban him with no explanation. The reservation's already gone. It's mm-hmm. very like th- this is just another it's just another kind of mark against this system where it like some like this kind of thing can happen too. You can just get pinged for no no yeah. reason at yeah, all. Yeah, yeah, it's just like it's it's completely maddening when this happens, especially in that case. It's like what's he going to do with an Airbnb credit? Like <laughs> Um, so yeah. And I think with that one, he was like, oh, I'll just like, my wife will just book the Airbnbs now. So it's not even, it doesn't even work. Like, I mean, we saw cases where people were claiming that their partners were banned also because they were connected to them. In this case, it wasn't the case. And his wife could just book Airbnbs for him. It's like, if you're going to ding somebody for a background check and then just let their spouse book anyway, what is the point? Well, in the first place, it goes to show that it's all automated and no one knows what the hell's going on. Right. There's yeah. no, there's no humans at the wheel unless like, as you said, they're going to get bad press or get sued. Yeah. There's a, there doesn't seem to be any kind of human oversight a lot of the time until it escalates to the point where they're like, okay, now we have to look into it. But yeah, I mean, this would have just like gone on forever. I think if we hadn't contacted. So what was the last time you used an Airbnb? I, I was, I booked an Airbnb, uh, I went to see some friends in Virginia, in Southern Virginia, and I um, booked an Airbnb there. It was fine. You know? Yeah. (laughs) It was fine. It was like weird. They're all weirdly like the same aesthetic. There were like zebra paintings on the wall. I'm like, I'm in Virginia. There's no zebras. Why are we here? Like, Yeah, everyone's making a... (laughs) Every Airbnb, unless it's in New York City's different. They're like it's very mercenary there. Yeah. I've noticed and you're just like you're gonna take you're gonna get your one room, uh <laughs> you're gonna pay it's gonna be very cheap, and you're gonna take yeah. what you get and you're gonna shut up. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, that's yeah. New York City, it's fine. Everywhere else I've ever stayed, there is a there there's an aesthetic that's picked mm-hmm. for whatever reason, and they've just gone with it. My favorite one, I was in one in San Francisco once that was uh you know the phenomenon where um, the 27 Club, where musicians die at the age of 27, Janis yeah. Joplin. It was that. That was the theme. <laughs> oh so my there was God. these big pictures of Jimi Hendrix and Kurt Cobain and the number 27 everywhere. It was very oh, strange. Oh, God. Yeah. So it was very intentional. Yes, it was, was like, absolutely. Oh, these are just famous artists. Oh, my God. It's absolutely intentional. It was so strange. It was a lovely. Morbid. It was lovely, and it was not very expensive, but it was very odd. So odd. I think you got to be like a little odd to be putting those kind of decorations up. Yeah. And it's always like, it's like, why are there beach? Why is there beach decor? I'm very landlocked. Like what's the central thing happening here. And then you have to do all your own fucking shit. Like you have to do your own laundry and like clean the bedding for them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I'm kind I know of... that's a story that came out recently. It was just like, why, why are like cleaning fees so crazy when I'm cleaning the apartment before I leave? Yeah. Um, it, yeah. Increasingly. Cause I've got a couple trips coming up and I was looking at Airbnbs and once we got to the part like where you understand like it looks real cheap up front and then the mm-hmm. cleaning fee is going to be like an extra $200 and I'm going to have to yep. do half of it myself. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the same as it's the same cost as just going to a hotel. I'm just going to, yeah. I'm just going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of times it is just like, you might as well stay at a hotel a lot of the time. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah. It, it's not glamorous, but they figured all of this out already. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Samantha Cole, Senior Editor at Motherboard, thank you so much for coming on to Cyber and walking us through all of this. Yeah, thanks for having me as always. 
All right, cyber listeners, that's all for now. We will be back again later this week with another story about uh, some of the scary stuff out there on the internet and in the real world. The next one's about nukes. We're going to have Jeffrey Lewis on. There's a lot of nuke news and a lot of nuke anxiety floating in the world today, and we're going to we're going to work through all of it. We're going to talk about duck and cover. We're going to talk about Russia. We're going to talk about the difference between tactical and strategic nukes, if there even is one, really. Uh, we will uh, we will be there. We will be streaming it live on youtube.com forward slash motherboard and at twitch.tv forward slash motherboard TV. Stay safe out there. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute.